On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we break down the Rams of Los Angeles. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter and our website, PackersPodcast.com. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Pack It Up Packers Podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey, 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 hey. It's the playoff. We here. The time has come. Uh, I want to start here. Uh, very excited about last weekend. Uh, it's always good to watch other teams beat up on each other while your team just kind of hangs out. That was not a very fun wild card weekend, right? Like it was, it was a subpar exciting playoff weekend or is it just me i thought saturday was good sunday was a bit of a letdown but saturday kicking off with the bills game the the fresh aura of a new wild card weekend super wild card weekend (laughs) and then it was like playing with house money because the rams had won so you had your upset where you weren't playing a top seed although i'm not sure playing the seahawks would have been too bad of a setup for the packers but then it was just like we're rooting for the Bears today, and you know they they put up a fight for about three seconds. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It was it was a waste of football, other than a few games on Saturday. Uh, even even the Rams Seattle game just was. Ugh, whoa, was, whoa! No football uh, is a waste of football. I mean, I guess. Take them words back. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to start it with this. Uh, I was breaking down the quarterback play, and I think that's where it, it hurt me the most to watch these very, very poor performances. It wasn't until the last game of the weekend between Roethlisberger and Mayfield that somebody went over two touchdown passes. If you're looking specifically at those six winning quarterbacks, they averaged 260 yards, 1.6 touchdowns, and 0.1 interceptions. So really, a one and a half touchdowns and 260 yards, and you won your first weekend game if that was your quarterback. And Goff, as we start with the Rams offense and our defense, put up 155 yards and one touchdown. And I I cannot overstate how weird of a dynamic it is that this offense is just not good, specifically their quarterback, from a, a stats category, any way you want to look at it, but yet their defense is top notch. But how do we feel about being able to get to golf, control the run, and take complete control of field position? Well, the first thing that you bring up, the number that sticks in my mind, and I didn't look at I didn't look at those same numbers, so uh, fact check me live if I'm wrong. But point one interception on average tells me there was only one interception. So it was ball control is what that tells me. So no one was turning over – out of the winning teams, they weren't turning over the ball. And I, I think that tells you everything to know. you need to know when you have the number one defense in the league, and we'll get to it, this offense, it, it just gets by. And it, it looks and feels like our offense. The coaches come from the same tree. Anyone that listens to that this podcast already knows that these coaches have interacted with each other before and take the same philosophies from each other, but it has a much worse quarterback leading the offense. Whether that's Wolford or Goff, 
I'm wondering if they actually had a quarterback controversy on their hands and they got lucky that Wolford got hurt in that sense. Because what if they won this game with Wolford as the starter? Yeah, the instant controversy because Goff has not had a good year. Would Goff and, had start? Who would be the starter this week? Who knows? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you bring up great points, and I think it leads right to the coaching, like you were saying. Sean McVay, he scares me just like Shanahan um, in how he can create a lot of plays with not a lot of talent, and especially at the quarterback's position. Um, Cam Akers sort of had one of his best showings, uh, not only 131 yards on the ground, but also 45 through the air on two receptions. So that that is something that we need to control. Obviously, if we shut down the run, this offense does not scare me. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods do not look the same. They weren't even creating separation against the Seattle Seahawks secondary, which is the 31st worst in the league, I think. So pretty bad. And our secondary, I have a lot more trust, especially with how they've been playing as of lately. If we could just control this run game, pack the box, and let the quarterback beat us. Here's here's the question I, I want to start with to frame this conversation. Are the Seahawks good? I think... I think it was it's hilarious that it came down to we joked about if they didn't have the twelfth man in the stand, they are a completely different team, and that is one hundred bajillion percent correct. I also think that this year was very much a, an SEC kind of feel that even the mediocre teams you assume are better than they are because of that name recognition. Uh, and I, I think it was actually Big Cat from part of my take talked about how Russell Wilson. 25 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. His passer rating is like 60 or something like that during the playoffs. Yeah. It's not good. I, I think that they were banged up. Their defense isn't who they are. Mm-hmm. And it's I know where you're going with it. The answer that I've elaborated way too long on is no, they're not. And, and their offensive line, let, let's face it, that's their probably weakest point hey in this team hey for now. the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks, not the Rams. All right. Uh, so <laughs> like there's two Badgers on the Rams that, offensive line. No, no I like I like I, the Rams offensive line. We'll get they're pretty good. But yeah, I think Seattle, that's why they were beat. You know, the defensive line just annihilated that Seattle offensive line. They did have a great day. So so starting with the frame of reference of how they performed against the Seahawks, you know, this game came down to a pick six. Mm-hmm. And that, that pick six came down to. DK Metcalf complaining on the sidelines. If, if you're watching the game, he's on the sidelines st- stamping his feet, crying like a baby. That very next drive, the Seahawks go out and try to force feed him the ball. Mm-hmm. And and I think it was Williams, the corner from uh, – uh, I was about to say St. Louis. The corner from L.A. jumps the screen, beats the blocker, picks it off and runs. It was an amazing play. But it was – you knew the Seahawks were force-feeding the ball to DK Metcalf, and that was the difference in the game. So I'm not quite sure the Seahawks are good, and, and that's the frame of reference I want to use when talking about the Rams' offense because it, it's almost like a catch-22. I am never overconfident on this podcast. Maybe once against the Vikings, and we went and lost. So since then, I've never been overconfident on this podcast. <laughs> and I think I'm signing on today as like an alter ego because – I'm looking forward to either the Buccaneers or the Saints. I'm not concerned about the Rams. In the last nine games, Jared Goff has thrown more touchdowns than interceptions only four times. 
less than half the games has he thrown more mm. touchdowns than interceptions, and never by more than one. Oh. So there wasn't even a game in there where it was two touchdowns, zero picks, or three touchdowns, one pick. It was always like two, one, one, zero. Never by more than one. The guy is not a great quarterback. And, and I think if if you follow football close enough, you kind of know this already. So I'm not going to harp on that. But then Cam Akers looks like the guy, right? That's the one that's getting all the buzz. They got a great rookie running back. Well, you go look at Cam Akers' season statistics. He's gone over 100 yards twice, twice the entire year, once against the Patriots and then last week. And he played well. He, he carried some piles. He was power running. He was catching the ball out of the backfield. But like Josh said, I'm, I'm just going to build off of that. Two receivers with great names, but it feels like they don't have a quarterback that can get it to them. I think those receivers still have talent, but it, it doesn't feel like the quarterback can get it to them. And then a run game that they have to rely on that the Packers defense has been shutting down lately. I don't know how they put up 20 points against us outside of a fluke play. And this sounds overconfident. I'm fully admitting it, but that's where I'm at. 20 points on defense. They can still score in special teams, right? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the fluke play. If their defense scores, you know, I'm saying their offense putting up 20 points. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see that formula. Well, on the season, they're only averaging 23 points a game, uh, and that puts them in the bottom 10 of the entire league. And you're looking at teams that are under them of the Jaguars, the Bengals, the Broncos, the Jets. I mean, they're they're not beating any the good teams, teams out. The yeah, teams. yeah. Uh, and as a side note, the fact that Goff has the third highest guaranteed contract in the league is uh, insane. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I think it's to Dan's point. The Rams defense is awesome. Like there, there's nobody denying that Ramsey Adams matchup is going to be great. Donald versus Jenkins is going to be great. I think there's going to be some really, really awesome matchups. But the difference between our defense and their offense is where there's that gap that we're going mano a mano um, on one side of the ball. And the other side, I, I just think we're, we're two or three steps ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's where I would hope to Josh's point, can we get that pressure, the sustained pressure that we've been getting lately with Gary and, and Smith? Can Clark be that plug the snacks Harrison finally start getting some mm-hmm. playing time now that he's been with the team and Ken, this is very similar situation to, I think Mitch in terms of every once in a while golf will get out of the pocket and he'll get his, his yards, but he's going to throw some bad throws. I mean, there, I think that's the crazy thing about him is I think mentally he's there. It's just, for some reason, it looks like his mechanics just are like, he's going to sail a couple that you're just like, think- where was he, where was he going with it? I do think his right thumb is almost twice the size of his left thumb right now. That's so, I mean, true. The, the, the guy Wait, did he battled. did he do that in week one or is that just? <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think that's a great, great comparison. Point. I think that's a great comparison though. I I view this team as past Bears teams that we have beat throughout the years. Great defense, a great defensive line, but where's the offense? Yes, they have some weapons, but at the end of the day, winning playoff games comes back to who's behind the center and. We got Aaron Rodgers. They got Jared Goff. I mean, if it comes down to a last-minute drive, I have faith in our defense and our offense to get it done. Should we talk about the offensive line real quick? I mean, the Rams, when it comes to a creating pressure standpoint, the offensive line is pretty good, and and the way the offense works is similar to ours with pre-snap motions and creating deception and you know trying to play action guys open. So 
Um, while Goff gets sacked, I don't know if you know we're going to walk away from this game saying our defense creating pressure was the difference maker here. They got the ageless Whitworth over at left tackle, who's like 48 years old and saying he's coming back next year already. And just coming insane. off an injury, too. Didn't he tear his ACL last year? Yeah, just insane. Yeah. Guys, He's already had like documentaries done about how he's getting old and, and is getting close to retirement. And those documentaries came out in like 2014. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, Blythe at center and Austin Corbett, their pickup from Cleveland at right guard, who's been their highest rated out of the group. Those guys have been solid on the interior. And I'm not even talking about Badger boys at left guard and right tackle, Havenstein and Edwards. It's a solid group when you got two Badgers in it. Let's just put it that way. So it, the, the line – is solid, but I don't think there's enough around it. And Josh, you make the best point that can probably be made on this pod. Playoff games are won by the quarterback, and their quarterback's just not playing up to a, a championship level caliber. So I don't know. I, I think we should talk about the defense. That's mo- the most exciting part of this game. So let's see how we match up against these number one defense. Yeah. And one last thing if we're going to be successful, I think there needs to at least be two or three opportunities that they're punting deep in their end or we getting a turnover or a stop that field position is going to be so massive for this offense. Mm-hmm. They they play in a completely different level. If you give Aaron Rodgers in this offense, regardless of who they're going against, the ball around our own 40, my confidence level immediately goes up. Uh, and so I, I think that's a perfect transition of we need to that, get that field position because we're looking at an offense that it scares me a little bit with this this week, week and a half off uh, compared to normal schedule. But it's crazy that Adams has talked about it. Rogers has talked about it. All these guys have said they've never felt better, that they are heading into the playoffs. And this is the best they felt all year physically is something that I get really excited about because I hope LaFleur has been sitting in that basement just dialing up exactly what he wants this offense to do because everybody with the exception of obviously Bakhtiari is is ready to roll and do we know by now that no one's tested positive for COVID would we have heard about that yet oh knock on wood don't (laughs) I need to break it up (laughs) this happened last time I'm gonna be the the bastard child of all wide receivers out of the game anytime I see something possibly bad happening it just happens overnight before we can even release (laughs) the last time I brought up the I word uh, Bakhtiari went down before we could even release the podcast for those that that don't recall so well you know are we worried at all about coming out of a bye it is a question I have because historically, and I'm rephr- rephrasing to just the last two years, but with LaFleur as head coach coming out of a bye, we haven't been crisp. You know, I think the beginning of this game is not going to go as to script like we have in the past, right, where we have scored a ton, right? <clears throat> this defense is tough, and they, I think they're going to get a decent amount of three and outs, and I think they may control the clock. Uh, like they have most of the the year. Um, But uh, when it comes down to it, I mean, can we control that defensive line enough to get a run going? Aaron Donald last week looked like a beast, and I think he might have broken a few ribs. I don't even know. But (laughs) that's, that's where your focus has to be. Him and Leonard Floyd causing chaos in the backfield. If that's not controlled, this game will get nasty. Here's where I see that really building, too, and it's something we highlighted when we played the Bears that Khalil Mack has been a little quieter than normal, 
Mm-hmm. Um, watching the Bears versus Saints, they made a point that, you know, the loss of Leonard Floyd seemed to impact Khalil Mack's production. So you look at this D-line and the two dudes, the handfuls, are Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd. But the the problem, I think what exposes itself is you can try to game plan those two guys out. They're going to make some plays, but you can try to game plan those two guys out. But then they got Michael Brockers, 322 pounds, Ashawn Robinson, the old D-tackle out of uh, Detroit that's backing up Aaron Donald. Morgan Fox has six and a half tackles. Yeah, he looked good last week, too. He looks good, and they're playing fundamentally sound. They're playing energetic. Uh, these other guys free up because Donald and Floyd demand so much attention. So what I love to see is the move we made. It, it's not a game changer, but it's very important, the pickup of Jared Valdir. I think we need to highlight that a little bit here because there's a little bit of disagreement, actually, between me and Josh about what that does for our offensive line. Does he start if he starts left tackle or right tackle? And which tackle does he replace? I don't know if he starts, right? Unless there's an injury. Wagner looked like he was beat up last week, and he looked like he was playing hurt, uh, even more than hurt, possibly. Um, so maybe you just what's, sit What's him, more than hurt? He's dead. <laughs> legs falling off. No, so maybe you just start him, see see if he can stay healthy, and then you have a backup. You have a reliable guy mm-hmm. that has played with your offense before where we really didn't have one. We're out. I mean, we're out of guys to use. We're putting so, Jenkins at tackle and pulling in Runyon was the next step. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it, it's getting down bare minimum. So I think it's a solid move. If he plays or doesn't play, it, it's a great security blanket. Yeah, I guess in a week he can probably learn the checks. He was with us last year. This guy's story is awesome. He was coaching high school football this fall. He had already retired. He had chosen not to sign with the Cowboys at the start of the year, and the Colts woo him out of high school football coaching retirement. He starts week 17 and first round of the playoffs. From what I read, he did not allow a pass, uh, a pressure in, in pass rush. And you can fact check me on that one too, but that's what I heard, so it's a fact. It was on the internet, guys. Twitter said it. Twitter then said the, it. Then the Colts season ends, and all of a sudden you get a push notification from the ESPN app saying that Packers have signed Valdir. And, of course, you know, I'm just like, this is perfect. This makes total sense. This is <laughs> – if it's not a starter, it's the depth you need, specifically against a, a pass rush like this defense. Yeah, and I, I want to bring up one one point. Everybody's talking about Jalen Ramsey like he's really, really damn Oh, man, good. I can't wait. And let me say, he's a solid corner, and he, he performs really above average against bad wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, but even last week, DK Metcalf, I mean, they had they had it out for each other, but he still had five receptions, 96 yards for two touchdowns. I, I Who wins that battle? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, the Rams won. But they were targeting DK Metcalf the whole time. 11 targets. He only got five receptions for almost 100 yards. So if DK Metcalf can do that, no doubt in my mind, if they don't double Adams and try one-on-one with Jalen Ramsey, it's over. Check check me. Adams has his number. I don't think Jalen Ramsey can keep up with him, especially if he's lined up in the slot. Um, so it'll oh, be I interesting to see who, who they have guard Adams in the slot because Jalen Ramsey isn't the best out there or in there. So uh, I, I, I'm calling it out. I don't expect Jalen Ramsey to do too much other than the defense helping him out to shut down Adams. Which is what every defense does against us. Yeah, but, but you, I, I feel like they're going to try to do the one-on-one 
let's try to shut down Adams just with our stud corner that we paid a crap ton of money for. That would be great football. I mean, I would love to watch that. But here's here's my curveball, and I don't think they'll do it. But just think about what you know. If you're a defensive coordinator with some golden heads, throw this out there. Put Jalen Ramsey on Lazard slash MVS, and just know that half a field is covered. It's covered, yeah. Then you can bring one safety down into the box to take care of Aaron Jones. You can put your other safety over Devontae Adams. If Adams Don't give him too many ideas route, now. If Holy Adams shit. runs a short route, he can look at Tanya to make sure he's covered up. <laughs> that would be the creative D coordinator where I, I, you know, you respect the coaching move that they made, but you know Ramsey's going to be on Devontae. And I, I can't wait. I, I'm drooling to watch that matchup, and I don't, I don't know if it's good or bad. I'm not as confident as you on that front. Ramsey loves to press and get in your face and talk smack, and I think Devontae can handle the talk smack part, and we know he can beat the press, but Ramsey's top tier. You said he's just above average. I mean, he's top five for sure. I'd put him him higher than that. Yeah, but I don't see him stopping the Aaron Rodgers-Devontae Adams connection that's going on right now. I don't see it. Yeah, I, I I guess I'm interested in this thought of I believe our offense, in order to be successful, it truly has to be a total team effort. And you look at a lot of these wins this year, it's Devontae going off, Alan Lazard had his going off day, Jones had his going off day, Tanyan had his going off day. It always feels like there's one guy that is elevated above and beyond. I really do think that this game is going to be the most spread out stats we're going to see all season in terms of Mercedes, how well can you block? Tunyon, yeah. how well can you block? Running game, what are we doing? Like, so help me. If you have the Lazard and MVS, everything that comes your way, you have to catch. And we have to be okay getting five or six yards because against this defense, I do not want to get into third and six. We have to take our shots but also make sure we're just chipping away. Uh, and I think that's what kind of worried me similarly coming out of the bye against Tampa is we started well, and then we kind of got stifled by this defense, and we weren't okay with the six-yard gains. We had to all of a sudden go for right. 15, and right. that cannot happen. Everybody needs to play their part, and everybody needs to be okay of, I got my two catches for 18 yards, and did it get me two first downs? Great. That's all played that matters. Role. because my Yep. You're going to have to pick your spots against this defense. Dan Orlovsky on ESPN called out that the the Packers' style of pre-snap motion creating leverage on the linebackers isn't going to happen against the Rams. And I thought that was a bold statement, but his point was sound in saying they're so fundamental, they're so well-coached, they're playing so well that those little nuances that we had that created big plays, the play action to get a guy to take a false step and then go over his head, he's like, that's not going to happen against the Rams. So the, the way the Packers' offense has thrived is not going to – uh, completely work and like you said you know 20 minutes ago josh the the smooth start to the game or sorry maybe this was ryan saying this but the the easy flowing smooth start pick up 14 points in the first quarter start to a game that we're used to is probably not going to happen here we're going to have to you know get a power run game going we're going to have to pick up three yards at a time and be okay with it right and just convert on third and and, and schmedium <laughs> yeah and that's where I think the Seattle Seahawks went wrong last week. They did. They went away from the run. They put in Russell Wilson's hands and tried to out, you know, out throw him when nothing was open really downfield. If they're allowing you to run the ball, we have three capable running backs run the ball, and we have all year. We've always we've we've done a great job. We 
Lafleur has done a great job of balancing this offense so you don't know where the ball is going. Because Aaron Rodgers has thrown probably the least amount of times in a year. I don't know if the stats are right. That's a fact, yep. (laughs) I know he's been more efficient than ever and having to do less and score more points than ever. So just with that being said, I, I appreciate that this is a great defense, but the fact that they say that they won't be fooled by this offense that is doing things very few have seen before, I, I, I just can't believe it. I, I can't believe it. I think it'll be a great game, um, but I, I think our offense definitely has the upper hand. So let's make some prediction, boys. We, we're, we're in this divisional game it's in Lambeau. Apparently, weather is going to be below freezing. What are we? What are we feeling? Twenty-five degrees. Packers oh, I thought you were about to tell us. I thought you were about to tell us the score. <laughs> Shit, starting off with the score. No, I mean twenty-five degrees. I think does matter here, though. And it's not the first time Rodgers has faced a good defense, right? So he's going to make the right checks to put us in the safest play. And like we've talked about, the quarterback's going to be the difference here. But. Let me walk you through real fast the Rams wins on the year. Beginning of the year, Cowboys, Eagles, those don't pan out to be that great looking. Giants, Redskins, early in the year, they weren't good teams. They beat the Bears. They beat Seattle. Then they beat Tampa Bay by three, which is, you know, looking back, probably their one good win. Then they beat the Cardinals, the Patriots, and the Cardinals. You could argue maybe the Seahawks win was good. You know, they, they've done that twice this year. Uh, but I'm, I'm giving them the Buccaneers as a good win on the year. And outside of that, I'm like, I'm not respecting the wins here. So I really I'm, – I'm excited to watch the Buccaneers-Saints game. I'm overconfident about this. It's going to be Saturday afternoon. I'm going to go visit superfan Andy up in Richmond. Uh, his, his wife's having a birthday. We're going to celebrate that. We're going to be watching with friends, watching the easy-peasy Packers 31-17 you know who the MVP is going to be? A guy we even had haven't even had to talk about yet because he's going to be fed the rock, Aaron Jones. This mm. is the this is the reason we've uh, what do you call it the the management the load management. He's had load management all year. It's your time, my man. Take the rock twenty five times, maybe twenty rushes, five catches. Just keep this defense on edge. It's his time to shine, and I don't think this game is that close. Man, that is confident. That is very confident. I'm knocking on wood. <laughs> Last time you were that confident, it didn't go too well. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> But I am also confident, not as confident, but I think the Packers will pull this off. Late field goal by the Rams makes it a little closer than it actually uh, actually felt the whole game. But 28 to 20, you know, I think the Packers control this game. Um, but it all comes down to the defensive line versus their offensive line can we control the run game and just stop them from keeping the ball out of our offense's hands keep our defense off the field keep that run game stifled down and this game will not even be close my score probably will be wrong if they actually do that um I, i i am not scared of this offense by the rams at all even if the defense is successful and holds us to 21 points uh I have faith in our defense to hold them to less. Um, but with that said, MVP, I'm going our linebacking crew. The middle of this field is very important in this game, and every single one of them need to play their role. They don't need to do too much, but they need to play their role to make sure that that does not collapse and allow the Rams to just run away with this. 
Yeah, your point is so valid. The last time our defense has allowed more than 24 points was November. It was it was six games ago. Wow. I mean, you're, you're telling me this offense is going to be the, the highest scoring output as long as our defense shows up. What's funny is you said my 31 to 17 was overconfident, but you had it 28, 17 until a late field goal. That's, <laughs> barely, that's barely any different. <laughs> <laughs> that's big difference in NFL talk here. Yeah, it's one score. I hear you. <laughs> I truly think that this game is either going to be an absolute nail biter or it's going to be Packers walking away. And because I'm feeling giddy and in the mood, I'm going to say it's going to be the latter. Alcohol, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so here's some thoughts. The Rams playing outdoors this year have a losing record. Until last week's game, the Rams had given up turnovers in every single ball game this season. Last week was the first time they had a clean sheet. And when the Packers get just one turnover – they're 11 and one. It's going to be cold. Rogers is going to be smiling. And I think that this will actually ramp up to be the perfect situation for the Packers playoff runs because a, they can beat an, the number one defense practically in the NFL. And two, it allows this defense to gain even more confidence because they're on a hell of a streak over this last month in terms of playing better, playing motivated, getting turnovers, getting sacks, Final score is 27 to 17 Packers. Uh, I am going to give the MVP to Rodgers because he needs to be that true general back there. I know it's so damn cliche. If Devontae's not open, you don't need to force it. Check down, find your pass. We don't need any wild Rodgers. Get that little 15 yard scamper out of bounds if you need that first down. Uh, if he can control it and stay calm and just kind of have that smirk on his face going, do you see what we're doing tonight? This game, I'm I'm beyond excited to watch, uh, and I really, really do think there's going to be a lot of talk after this game of, did you see what the Packers did against the Rams defense? Bring on whoever the hell this NFC South team is. Let's let's take care of business at Lambeau. <laughs> do you think the Rams injuries play into this at all? I meant to bring it up. It's actually quite extensive how many did not participate there were this week so far. Yeah. <laughs> And in the I mean, cold. that was a that was a brutal game they played last week. I mean, it was an ugly game, but they were beating each other up. So, I mean, it's perfect. Just like you're saying, perfect situation. Mm-hmm. You know, they did have a nice kick return. The Rams. <laughs> 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 no, I, it, it's funny. We all have a similar score. We all seem to be somewhat confident. So let's get ready for a nail biter. So we will catch everybody next week. Hopefully we're in happy moods. Enjoy your Saturday afternoon football at the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Until then, thanks everybody. Go Pack Go. Go.